Welcome everybody to the GBO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. But nothing's bugging us tonight. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce. Hey. Final four. I'm going. Yeah. It's... Bo- I booked the flights at halftime Ooh, and the hotel, which is kind of dangerous, right? Dangerously. But as I looked at it, they said there was a 24-hour risk-free cancellation, which... Would, would you have been on hold for 16 of those oh they would hours? have made they would have made it miserable but you know when you're up 20 you know 21 at the half i was like we're booking it i'm just yeah. doing it so me and the owner of modern exterminating the sponsor our sponsor of the of the uh of the gbo you know pod. i have to treat i had to you have to treat glenn for our his sponsorship this year you know what i mean <laughs> Throw him a few bones after he threw us a few bones, you know? Yeah, he we, he needs to be taken care of. Yeah, got to make yeah. sure he's our sponsor going on next year. But anyway, we're going up there for the weekend. You're making so. it sound like we're paying him, <laughs> which is definitely not happening. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate his sponsorship That's for the right. year. We, we, we love Modern Exterminating. Uh, Bryce, is your house termite-free? It's termite-free. So is mine. And I don't see any alive bugs anywhere either. N- n- none, none. And if I do see them, they dead. That's right. Which means it worked. Yes. But anyway, thanks for Modern Exterminating this year. But anyway. Give, give Modern Exterminating a call if you have any exterminating needs in Columbia. I, I also think Aiken, maybe. I think they um, do majority of the state. Just give yeah. them a call. They'll, they'll do it. Yeah, yeah, Well, Just tell them GBO sent you. That's right. And see and see how they react to that phone call. Yeah, they might be like, Who, what the heck is GBO? Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, the ladies, I guess it was a little bit dicey in that first few minutes it got they got up five to four and then we took it to Creighton after oh that. my goodness how's that sound Bryce we we had a good first quarter when has that happened when the women score 20 plus in a quarter it's it's solid yeah like like all year we've been this third quarter team we've been the second half third quarter team where we just get off to a slow start they'll hang the other team will hang with us it's it's what happened in the Kentucky loss it's what happened in the Missouri loss you know, we got off to slow starts and, um, you know, it, and it's just, it, it's, it's honestly what's been the modern exterminating, we know it bugs you for me for the season with the women is just starting slow. Tonight we did not do that. We looked great and uh, we played great. It was, we, we finally looked like the team that I don't think I've seen us play this well in a month or two. Well, I will say the Friday night game against North Carolina, which... It was in their backyard. I thought how fitting that we play, you know, North Carolina and you know Greensboro. That, Just like in 2015, yeah, yeah. I was there for that one in Greensboro. But anyway, I mean, that, that, that North that Carolina game, we got up early, kind of cruising, and then yeah. they cut it, and it got a little dicey in that fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, that I, happens in the tournament right? from time to time. Like, on the men's side, Duke had to come play us in Greenville. They were the, you know, they were the two and, and had to play Carolina. But just, you know, that happens from time to time, but. Going back to the North Carolina game, it was dicey the whole game. Boston played great. Well, oh Boston in that game, you know, we beat North Carolina. We got the twenty seventh straight double double. Yes. And no, I think it was the twenty eighth. No, it was twenty seven. Okay, confirmed. Right. Okay. And you know everything. I, I guess it was good to have that close game to see how the team could handle the adversity instead of just having blowout after blowout. They put up a stat tonight about the uh, about her performance in the North Carolina game. Fourth player ever in the history of the tournament to have 20 points, 20 rebounds. 
I think, yeah, 25 point, 20 rebounds. That's what it That's was. Right, yeah. Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. It was 25 points, 20 Man, rebounds. Man, I'm the stat guy tonight. How look about at, that? Turn of you. events. But no, she's been a dominant player. And we, I mean, we used her early tonight against Creighton, and they, did, they didn't have a girl over 6'2. So it, it was it just. to be tall. You know, in the early years of Dawn, we didn't really have tall girls. I think probably the tallest girls we had in Dawn's early years was 6'2. And Stanford and UConn, Tennessee would come in with these 6'5, six, 6'6. Yeah. Six, six. Yeah. Okay. It's not basically, fair. Basically until Asia. You, yeah. You know. But I was always saying, it's not fair that these teams have these tall girls. And now I'm like, yeah, this is nice. It's actually great. I don't feel yeah. bad for the other team. Let's just throw yeah. it inside and score buckets. Yeah. And then Cordosa, one time they literally threw it to her. The Creighton, there are three Creighton girls on it, and she just caught it without jumping and laid up yeah. on the. You know, the but just even even like Saxton, who obviously isn't as tall as Boston or uh, she's six two. You, you know, Saxton would start at center for for Creighton, right? You, you know, like um, she, she played great. She had she had a couple of nasty little box outs. Well, you know, on the offense. Well, class. we just hit them in the mouth, and they just yeah. they they kind of laid down a little bit. Yeah. But we stopped. The main thing was stopping their three pointers, and that's what we did. They were kind of hanging it hanging in there in the first quarter. Like like we were playing well, but they were still scoring points, but. I think it was like a seventeen to two run or something in the second half, and and once that happened, it was safe to book the flights. It was over. Right. Yeah. But anyway, the goal for the women this year was to make the final four, and then after that, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, that's what we said in a very early episode. Now, now that that has happened, the goal is obviously to go win this whole thing. Need to go win it, but it's very it's strong that the ladies, even though they had a few setbacks this year, I think thirty two and two now is their record, but to make it back to the final four. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And we don't have to play Stanford or UConn in the next game. So the game's just ended, uh, and we're already up on the pod. Uh, so uh, Texas is playing Stanford right now. Right. Uh, and then Louisville plays Michigan tomorrow night. And we'll play the winner of that game. And and, uh, and then Connecticut plays NC State tomorrow night as well. And that the winner of that will play the winner of Texas-Stanford. Um, I'll tell you. I'm glad we're on the side that we're on. I don't want to see UConn. I don't want to see Stanford. Well, when we played both of those teams early in the year, I mean, if you remember UConn early in that game in the Bahamas where we played, mm-hmm. the Bad Daddy Motors. Was it Bad Daddies? I thought it was Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers. There Battle you go. for Atlantis. And uh, we were down, I think, maybe 10 to 14 to UConn, and we came back and dominated them in that second half. And then Stanford, Same we were down 16, what? Until the third quarter, quarter. happened, and we, then we went on like an eighteen to two run or something in the third quarter. But Stanford has the players, and UConn has the players to beat us if we don't play well. Yeah, and it's like I don't know who I want to play least: Paige Beckers or uh, or Lexi Hall. I don't, like both of them scare me, even though we beat them. But they they have a strong team, and UConn they're healthy again after yeah. being hurt for but, half the year. But uh, but just like Stanford, Stanford's not afraid of us. Okay. No, no. Like like they beat us last year in the final four on en route to the national title. Right. They're probably a little miffed that we're considered the favorites to win the title this year. Right. You know, because their defending champs have had a great season. They're number one seed. Um and um and just UConn on the other hand, I think I would rather play UConn. I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna pick one. It'd be nice if we don't have to play any of them. How's that sound? Well, let, come on, Texas. Texas is winning 14-10 right now. But <laughs> and, and so, so like, come on, Texas. But, you know, we'll play, you know, winner of Louisville, Michigan. And I think we've played Louisville in the years past. 
but I would probably could probably compare them to NC State, but they'll have the caliber players to play, so it should be an interesting game. And it'd be interesting if all the four number one seeds in the tournament That's make true. the so, final four. That'd be interesting. So, so that would mean UConn's out and NC State's in. Which would be preferred. That would be, oh, I'm not afraid of NC State at all. But anyway, congrats to the ladies. You can't ever get used to final fours. Those are just nice to have. That's yeah. their fourth for the ladies in their career. Yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. Uh, Boston doesn't get the double-double tonight, and so the streak ends. Hey, what a run. It was a 27 run. 27 straight. I know she owns the SEC record. I don't know if it was the national record was taken or not. That has to be a national record, right? I don't know. They so, didn't so mention like, it at all. The, on the broadcast, they love talking about it. I've never heard someone mention whether or not what the national record is it might be a double season thing that somebody did once and so she's not even close right but uh are you ready for a uh are you ready for a take that um that might not be that popular amongst gamecock is this a Uh, hot take no i would say this is just a this is just a uh, this is just a a a regular take not a hot take okay um i'm kind of glad she i'm kind of glad the streak's over yeah, that's a little bit of a pressure that, you know, it's on your mind. So not only is it on her mind, it's on the team's mind. And tonight was the first time in the tournament that they've um, that they didn't rely on Boston to win in okay? the second half, right? Or and even in the first, like Boston was playing well. Well, she was but, dominant early, but, but they weren't taking the like they took it to her early. But once the double teams started happening, once the triple teams started happening, she um she um just like other 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 players started scoring. You know, like um <clears throat> when um I mean they did this whole thing about them triple teaming her. Henderson starts making threes, right? Um, <clears throat> Beal and Amihair start uh, start driving the ball to the basket, you know, t- taking it off the dribble, start playing, and and uh, you know, and, and and Boston was also chasing the girls on the three point line a, a lot, which which is part of of I think how she didn't get as many up, rebounds, ended up not getting the rebounds, but just in the Miami game, it was in their head. Boston was dominating on the boards, but she wasn't scoring because she was getting triple teamed, right. and instead of trying to do something different. We kept trying to force her to shoot and score. Right. And it got in her head. And and what we should have done in the Miami game is just said, okay, you're going to triple team her. That's fine. We'll go. We'll go. We're just going to play basketball. And if she ends up with six points, 18 boards, so be it. Right. We're moving on. Y'all aren't. You know, like, and uh, so I'm not, I'm I'm fine with, uh, with the streak ending. I think it was good to take her out. I'm I'm fine rolling into this into the into this where the only thing the the lady the the women are focused on is winning the national title. Well, anyway, let's see what happens. I'll be up in Minneapolis. It's going to be cold. It's in the 20s. Yeah, that's not ideal. No, I'll have to bring my Gamecock starter jacket from 1995. Oh, that's going to be that's going to be the puffy to, starter jacket. You, will be there. You need to post a uh, um, a selfie to you, you know. On Twitter, on the GBO Pod Twitter of you, in the in the starter jacket, in the 1995 starter jacket. I mean, if you're gonna wear one, this is the time to wear one. Can you still fit into it? Oh, it's a large. It's a little. <laughs> it's a little tight, but you know, I make it work. You know, the sleeves. You know, if I raise my hands, you know, it, you know, I show a little belly, show a little arms. You know, uh, n- nothing wrong with that. But anyway, um, 
on to the crazy week that was men's basketball. Lamont Paris officially is the coach. There, there Our last go. pod, it was unofficial official. Yes, was was how we said it. But the press conference happened, I believe, was it Thursday? Or was it Tuesday? I think it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, went went through, and he is the coach, and let's see what happens. But I guess what the crazy excitement the last couple of days was are the transfers, which we knew were yeah. going to happen. So let, Anybody out there who's surprised that guys are transferring off of this team, just just stop being surprised. It's the new normal even with Frank. Yeah. We had eight new players last year because people yeah. transferred. Like, And that's why we were seeing those other players in the NCAA tournament. How... Excuse me. How, like, how many, ask yourself when you showed up, how many players played first week of the season that you had seen played last year? The answer was three. Jermaine Cousinard, Keyshawn Bryant. He wasn't even playing because he was suspended. Right. Jermaine Cousinard, Keyshawn Bryant, and Wildrens Levesque. That was it. That was the team that Frank returned. Like, eight guys left the team. So, we have four transfers as of nine o'clock on a Sunday night, we have Eric Stevenson, who we, we honored at senior night. So this shouldn't be a surprise. Right. And then we had Jermaine Cousinard also honored at senior night. So this shouldn't be a surprise. If we thought he was staying, we probably shouldn't have honored him. Woodley. That, I mean, this is a little surprise, but you, you know, I wanted this, him to stay, but you know, I really liked him this year. He good, good freshman year from a, from a backup big man. Especially freshman. that LSU game. Oh, that was fun. That dunk he had was nice. Had some good blocks, good defense. But anyway, and then we had Wildens Levesque was the fourth that came out. I believe this that one was hurts. today. This yeah. one hurts. Because, like, um, I, I don't I don't necessarily blame him for transferring. He's got, what, one more year left of eligibility? He's got one more year. And, and they already have two crystal balls for him to go to Massachusetts with. Frank Martin got a job at the University of... If that's UMass. What, if, if if he wants to go to UMass and keep playing with Frank, he must love getting yelled at and benched for long periods of time and then thrown under the bus in the press conference. Like 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 more power to him. I mean, you know, like it's it's fine, it's fine. I bet you that there will be a player on this team next year who played last year at UT Chattanooga. I would love their star player that had 19 points a game. I think he was a sophomore. I would love to have him. But uh but we'll see what happens. We knew that when we had a new coach or kept Frank, we're gonna have eight, you know, probably eight or nine transfers. We'll see what happens. If there's a team next year that's made up of all transfers and they win games, I don't I don't care who the players are I mean, as long as they win games. I mean everybody that's upset about all these players transferring are the same Frank Martin fans who were fine with the winning season that these play that that AJ Wilson and James Reese and Eric Stevenson um, and Chico Carter and Brandon Martin and uh, who who else was on this team that that played meaningful minutes that we had never seen before? I guess it was those five right. that transferred in. But you know, you, you know, plus with the freshmen, Chico Carter and Wilson didn't really see down the stretch. That's true. They got benched. Yeah, but but just like like this is what this is what we've been watching for five years. Is just a bunch of new guys, and watching the guys play for us play in the NCAA tournament. Like, but you were telling me a good point earlier today when we talked was that we want to have players that want to be here. Yeah. If you don't want to be here, get out. Yeah. Like, like, and and I think that's, a, and I actually really like this about Paris. He even came out and said this that 
He's not going to try to pressure a kid to stay. If the kid wants to leave, he's going to, he's going to help them go find another place to play that um, if, if the, if the kid came here to play for Frank Martin and wants to leave and, and didn't come to play for the university of South Carolina, go, that's fine. That's fine. We, we like ultimately Frank in the last five years with the players that have come here to play for him, haven't been successful. Would that be a fair statement? That is very fair to say. And so, and so, if his players are transferring, the, like the whole point of moving on from Frank is to is to move on to players that are, you know, better, and uh, and to bring somebody in who's going to recruit better, and to bring somebody in who's going to play a system that's better. And obviously, I I love Jermaine Cousinard, but just if he wants to move on, that's fine. And then an um, article came out that. Um, Lamont Paris is meeting with Gigi Jackson and family this week. I think tomorrow. I think I think it said Monday. Oh man. Oh man. If he, he somehow lands Gigi Jackson, I I will be the GBO pod will become insufferable. Frank will act like he's not paying attention. <laughs> He'd pay attention to that. Oh, that'd man. be interesting. If if because I mean, how great would it be to get a kid, new coach, and he goes, "I just want to play for my local what university." If, what if he comes out and is just like, you know what? I want to go play for Lamont Paris. <laughs> like, oh, uh, I if 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 Paris sides GG, there's no telling what I'm gonna say. And then you have the Phillips kid um, that was decommitted from LSU. That I bet you he'll get a call from Paris too, four star. Also, if this Phillips kid, um, if Paris actually could bring this this Phillips kid in, which that would be a tall order. I mean. South Carolina wasn't in his top ten. He didn't even sniff South Carolina with Frank. And and if 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 Paris gets this kid to come, then that is all the evidence that you need to just know that there's just a batch of kids out there that did not want to play for Frank no matter what. You know, like and that and that and and that Frank was starting the recruiting cycles just with half a deck, you know, of, of, of players that were available because right off the bat, there's just this batch of kids that didn't want to come here. Paris brings in Phillips. That's definitely true. Right. That's only been kind of theorized. I don't know. I I don't have any evidence as to the truth of that. I, I know that there are some players that just flat out didn't want to play for Frank, like Tevin Mack. But, uh, but other than that, uh, but if Phillips comes after just not even sniffing South Carolina, and Frank, that would be a very obvious. Didn't like the coach. That would be that. That would be funny. That I would. I would. I would chuckle a lot. But we have two recruits um, that signed before Frank got let go, and then the one commitment that wasn't signed, Bryce Lindsey, he decommitted. He was the top yeah. 150 player out of Baltimore. So we have two guys coming in: Daniel Hankins, Sanford. Out of Charlotte, 6'8", 230, top 200 player, 176. And then you have Zachary Davis, who I'm intrigued by because he's 6'8", 175, point guard. Top, so, so, so what, what? On 247, they so have him at 298. Okay. But he's a three-star. Both of these guys are three-stars. Three-stars are fine. But he's from Denmark, South Carolina. What, what I loved about it, even though when Frank got let go, he said he was committed to the University of South Carolina, not a coach. Play for us. I like that. But anyway, how many times have you seen a six-eight point guard? I mean, it it happens. But would you say that's rarer? Yeah. The, the, yes, but uh, especially in college. So as long as he can put on some weight, 
I mean, it'd be great to have some size at point instead of a six foot guard. You know what um, I mean? Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> sorry, um, uh, but um, six eight point guards they obviously they they happen. Um, you, you know, outside of like Magic Johnson and 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 some of these NBA guys that are that are huge in college basketball. Off the top of my head, uh, John Wall's Kentucky team lost in the Elite Eight to um, Bob Huggins' West Virginia. And their point guard was Deshaun Butler. And he was awesome. He was 6'8". And, uh, and, that, and that WVU team was incredible. And I don't know why that just popped into my Man. mind right now. Well, speaking of Bob Huggins and West Virginia, Eric where, Stevenson yeah. had a little visit there this weekend. And, and as he tweeted, almost heaven. <laughs> Which is pretty good, right? I retweeted that. It's yeah, yeah. pretty good. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. We'll cheer for Stevenson wherever he goes, right? I don't know if I'm cheering for him in West Virginia, but uh, but uh, we're just, gonna, we're gonna miss those free throws. Yeah, having I'm, a guy that can make a free throw that just doesn't happen at South Carolina. It will be fun to watch Eric Stevenson in the tournament, and I feel like he could do that at West Virginia. So, talking about players that are still technically on the team, we haven't heard anything from Keyshawn Bryant. He's got a year left. Yeah, kind of quiet. Which isn't, you know, maybe he's giving Lamont a chance. We'll see. So, like, what's the timetable in all of this? Like, like, when do you think if we haven't heard? I don't see. I've looked up. I don't see a deadline for a transfer date. That's true. But maybe it's around the end of the Final Four championship game. Maybe I don't know. I need to look that up. Well, like the dead period happens in a week. Are are you able to go into the transfer portal during the dead period? I'm assuming you can, but they can't contact you. So. I would think you'd want to have that contact it, done beforehand. Is it a dead period for recruits, or is it also a dead period for transfers? I don't know the rules anymore, man. I used to have it memorized, and now it's the wild, wild west. I don't know. Um, be, I guess at some point, like, uh, like Devin Carter hasn't announced the transfer, and there's rumors, there's rumors floating around okay. that he wants to stay. He's the foundational player. We need him to come back. If Paris can keep Devin Carter, that would be a huge win. And you know what? Josh Gray is a big man would be a solid keep. And yeah. Chico Carter would be a solid keep. He, whenever he played, he scored points. Remember that Clemson game? I think he had like 16 points. Yeah. I mean, he could play. So, I mean, I want to have a, at least a few people returning, but let's just see what happens. Um, we we have no clue. I mean, Brandon Martin is probably a safe bet that he'll follow his dad to UMass. That's probably a safe bet. And I don't know. I don't think Maybe if, if, anyone's more SEC been, if anyone's been listening to the pod, I don't have a love affair at all with Brandon Martin. I will not be sad if he leaves town. No, that one won't hurt. I wish Lamont Paris was asked a question of Are already, you going to play? Are you going to play? Are you going to play? Are you going to play walk-ons in meaningful minutes in meaningful games? Let's just give him a chance to not do it. Most coaches don't. So that'd just yeah. be something let's that just, would. Let's just give him a chance to. Not I hope do that it. dies with Frank. Hopefully. And rage subbing. And playing 13 players a game. Is that okay? Does that yeah. sound good to die with Frank? Sure. Well, anyway, um, Lamont Paris got hired. Any thoughts from his press conference? Did you get any listens into what he had to say? Liked it. He sounded good. Did he win the press conference? People like to say that. Did he win the press conference? I How mean, do you lose the press conference? <laughs> you could badmouth the university. Eli Drink- Drinkowitz probably had the worst intro i saw people say this on no Twitter. I, I went and rewatched it it was bad what, what, what did this dude do he's cocky 
but he was like trying to be funny and he wasn't funny. You know how Spurrier's cocky but yeah. is funny? Yeah. Something like that. It pa- was bad. Paris had a had a came on had a little cocky statement there that the press laughed off as funny, which was a good sign, I guess. Where uh, he he thanked uh he thanked Ray Tanner for being able to recognize greatness. And they took him to Hall's Chop House. That was hilarious. That was that, pretty that, gold. We should have led the pod with that. Uh, not only that, but men's basketball tweeted. Apparently, when you go to halls, you have to tweet about it. Oh, uh, that was that was fantastic. And so, uh, uh, just yeah, that was great. Now we're still gonna got, got to bring up Ray Tanner. Hate any thoughts? Even after the hire, still. I feel like I feel like my thoughts on Tanner are the same. And maybe he might be looking at another coaching change in another sport, but I kind of want him not making that change. So I would love a Ray Tanner sunset. I would love yeah. a Ray Tanner sunset in the next month or two. That'd be however, great. However, that other sport is so up and down. Like, like goodness. But hey, we can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we're just the, we're the Gamecock basketball only podcast. Which, uh, which, which? What are we going to do in the off season, Bryce? Well, we're going to have players probably coming and going. Yeah, I think our listeners want us to keep listening to us. I hope. Sure, I hope so too. But like, are, how strictly are we sticking to Gamecock basketball only? I mean, we got to stick to it. Like, if 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 we uh, wouldn't have to change our initials to go to baseball. That's true. So, are, are we are we going to tweet about other Gamecock related things? Nah, we we, we would Beamer, we would turn in we would turn into every other Gamecock podcast. <laughs> that's probably true. I mean, there's like 15 of them, so at least we have a niche. What, what we need, what we need is we need like Bruce Ellington playing football again Ooh. to where we only tweet about Bruce Ellington, you know, like <laughs> oh, like or, or something like that. That would be fun. Well, it was just crazy how the week was wild earlier in the week with the coaching. Now it's kind of calmed down. Now it's just kind of like looking on Twitter and figuring out who's transferring. And it's just who's kind of, the portal. It's just kind of like a waiting game. Um, I mean, it's 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 possible that once this pod comes down, there's another kid that's hitting the portal. Also, hopefully, ideally, some kids start hitting the portal for us. You, you know, like I have a hunch Paris is going to. I mean, his team was loaded with transfers at Eastern. Uh, Tennessee Chattanooga you, you, you know I like that you just combine two schools East Tennessee State and Eastern Tennessee Chattanooga it's just it's UT, East... UT Chattanooga oh man I just I just butch I just oh that's bad that was bad that's where BJ Mackey used to coach that's right that that might East have been Tennessee why I missed State. it's okay we'll, State. it's okay we'll let that one slide but at UT Chattanooga excuse me but he had a lot of transfers he had a lot of transfers yep. and so um if he wants to load this up with transfers and and here's the thing, especially if Devin Carter stays, like if if you want to salvage your career, brand new coach, playing time, you, right. you know, like like if if you can if you're good, we'll give you the ball. You, you I'm know. assuming transfers are gonna to want to play for a young player coach, is what I think he called himself. He's a player coach, and yeah. you play in the SEC and you'll probably have pretty good minutes if you're good. Yeah. I mean, you, we we could probably almost guarantee playing time. I mean, at this point, yeah. I mean, who's on the team? We don't even know. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We have no clue. We'll see what happens when it comes to players. But I think maybe we'll probably lose one or two more. Will be my guess. But who knows? Literally, don't know. If we can keep Gray and we can keep Carter, right? And then and then if somehow he caught, kept Keyshawn Bryant, that would be good. You know, be good. Fun. I mean. But but if if he if he if he keeps Carter 
and he kept Gray and like Jacoby Wright. Um, that's a that's a nice little mix that in with the recruits that are coming in and uh, two or three two or three transfers that can play. the The team is not necessarily going to be bad next year. Right. We thought the team was going to be terrible this year. Is that correct? I mean, I think I picked. I picked ten and eight in conference. We finished nine and nine. I think I, I think I picked around seventeen wins. And technically, we had seventeen, because the yeah. the D two game didn't count. So we we picked a right above five hundred. Is me, what we picked. Let me back this up. Before we had the podcast, okay. When we decided, so so we did we Bryce and I have been talking about doing a podcast for probably about two or three years now. Right. And uh, during the. Board of Trustees trying to fire Frank, and then, Alex, and then Alex English stepping in, and then the mass exodus that was all of his players last year. And that is what ultimately we were like, we have to talk about this because the media, we, we just didn't like what the media was saying, or the and they were just Frank fanboys still. Right. Um, and so then when the whole team was transferring, we were convinced we were going to be terrible, right? You know, but but guess what happens? There's players like Eric Stevenson out there, right? If you get players the right like, players to come players in, like you James can win Reese. some games, right? And uh, and so th- there's every reason to believe. I'm not I'm not saying Lamont Paris is going to go to the NCAA tournament next year or the NIT. There's every reason to believe that he can go 16 14, have one of these winning seasons that everybody loves. And so fans much. can't get mad at that because there are a lot of Frank backers that were okay with 16 17 wins. Yeah, apparently that's all you need to do at South Carolina. Just these winning seasons. But as long as he has a winning record next year or stays 500, I mean, <laughs> I would be okay for the first year because of the turnover. Yeah. And I'm not going to get mad. You give the guy at least three or four years to figure it out. We're, we're not like a premier program to have, say, you know, NCAA tournament or bust early on. Oh, he's got he's easily got four years. Right. It doesn't matter how bad it is. So I looked at the uh, pay. We're paying him 2.2. Yeah. Which is last in the conference. There you go. But I think he has some incentives to win games. <laughs> he only, if he wins a national title, he only gets like a seven hundred thousand dollar bonus or something. Right. Like that. That's that's ridiculous. But there's a lot of turnover in the conference. So I mean, what six six coaches new? Yeah. I, know, I know the Florida coach went white went to Georgia, but I mean, there's room to make moves. There's going to be a lot of turnover in the conference. And pe- people were talking about the conference being really, really good this year. I think the coaches said that. I don't think the media said it. But but, but just like there's been talk about the conference being really, really good this year from, from fans and from coaches right. and, and things. Um, it was it was good at the top. It was top-heavy. I think you had could, four could, dominant teams with two okay teams. Yeah, but just like. I think we ended up with six bids, but they were the four dominant teams, you know. A couple of okay teams. So you had uh, you had Auburn, you had Tennessee, Kentucky, Kentucky, Arkansas. Yeah, those were your top four, and then LSU got in, and Alabama, and Alabama got in. Yeah, and those those were the teams that were was Florida? In? No, no, nit. Yeah, they were down there with us. Yeah, they were down there in nine and nine with us. So, you know, be I guess I would call next year a good year. If he makes the NIT, would that be great? Oh, if he makes the NIT next year, that's the best year we've had. That'll be the best year we've had in six years. It'd be nice to play in some type of postseason. That'd be great. It'd be fun. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. You got anything else? Just, just that this women's team keeps rolling, and um, and and it's finally good that they're playing 
that they're back to playing basketball again. Right. You know, like they, they haven't they haven't looked like this. They haven't looked like they looked tonight in a few weeks. Well, the the North Carolina game and this game, they had their offense back a little bit after those first two round games that we couldn't really score yeah. a big bucket. Yeah. But we didn't need to. The defense has been dominating. But we'll see what happens. The ladies, I mean, they think they're due. It, they're due. They need, need to, to they need to win one. the national championship. That's what they need to do. Well, anyway, that's all I got. Sumter, did you have a good, good time? Yeah, this is fun. Um, and uh, hopefully we got a, hopefully we got a, one more weekend of good basketball ahead of us. All right, well, go Cox. Go ladies. Bring GB, it home. GBO out.